Monkeys, this is don't believe the art. That rock and roll, eh? Ladies! That sound means it's the end of the round. Time for the bonus question. Cheers, dude. That man just yawned. What do you call it, sir? Don't believe the art. 
Hello and welcome to a very ultra special episode, an ultra cheese special episode of Don't Believe the Hype, the world, probably the world's number one English speaking podcast that takes a weekly deep dive into a song by the band of a generation Arctic Monkeys, I'd say. I mean, it's big, wo- big words, big ideas, but that's what I do. Yes, every week we go into in excruciating and nerdy depth into a song by our favourite band, Arctic Monkeys. And we have now finished all the songs from the Favourite Worst Nightmare era and are slowly wrapping that up as we head towards the Christmas break. But tonight we are here for a special episode celebrating one year of The Car, the band's seventh Mm. studio album. We obviously did a reaction podcast within a few hours of that coming out. So we just thought it'd be interesting to have a, look, a nice little retrospective. Now, we did one for 10 years of AM. We thought, like, you know, big anniversaries like that, we thought we might as well do one. So we're here for however long it takes us to do it. We're just going to see how our views of the album have changed. Now Now it's had, now we've had time to... Now we've, now we've sort of worn it in like a pair of Doc Martens. Now we can see what we think about it. With me, Nick Lee, and it can pass for 17... If he gets a shave and catches some Z's, it'll take a lot more than that, Dan, I can tell you. It's Dan Hall. Hello, mate. I don't know. A little shave. Good night's sleep, uh, I reckon. I can go well, you... that. It's whack. It's whack. See? Whack. What's a whack? Sup with a whack PlayStation. Sup with a whack. Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm happy to be uh, talking about a... Well, it's the first anniversary, and it's the the one first anniversary that we'll get to do so far. So it's an interesting concept because most of the songs, we did an instant reaction, and we'll be doing a full pod on this, and we're not going to go into too much detail on this. We're obviously covering it. But at this point, this is like the least lived-in music we've had of them. And it will have evolved potentially our thoughts over the year we'll, we'll briefly discuss that but and go through each track but yeah on that topic of perhaps us evolving our opinions over time i believe you have something that you prepared earlier that yeah, my so assistant prepared wanna, earlier <laughs> if, if you go, i know she didn't go for glamorous assistant then <laughs> And well, speaking of speaking, the audience of have seen you, so I didn't want to be done for like. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so I've dug a clip out of the of the little reaction. You can, still, you can still watch it on YouTube. It's got clips of all the songs. It's got our reaction about twelve hours after, less than twelve. Was it twelve hours after the album came out? It, around that time. Well, let's just assume that because it got the, yeah, it came out at midnight, and we probably listened to it first at midnight, so it was probably about sixteen hours, but. But like most of that time was sleep, so I deduct that and say it was about nine hours of actual listening to the album. Yeah, yeah, and we yeah. Our opinions have evolved. I think I'd only listened to the album three times at that point, actually. Same, yeah. same three yeah. was my. I remember thinking, yeah, yeah. So what we'll do, we'll, we'll play you a little two and a half minute clip of us chatting last year, and then we'll get into it. We're going we're gonna to chat chat about the tracks and how our opinions have evolved over the past twelve months, and also we're going to. We're going to order the album from least favourite to worst favourite. Let's play <laughs> the clip. The whole album makes me think of like a 70s spy thriller. And that picture on the cover, when I first saw it, even back in, where it was August, wasn't it? At the end of August when um, that, when, when this podcast was born. Um, it, that when I saw that, it reminded me of like, if I was to watch like a, a French Connection or something like that from the 70s. Mm. And there'd be like a slow zoom in on the car and it'd be like... And it would zoom in on the white car, and then something would happen after that. Like that, it just that's just the vibe I got straight away from it. And it's funny that I thought that, and without hearing any of the music, and now the music kind of fits that 
idea as well. So I'd say they nailed that. If that's an, uh, that's a um, independent thought that I had. So well done, boys. Is what I'd say. <laughs> well done, lads. If that's what, if that's what you intended, I don't know. <laughs> independent thoughts. Yeah, that that's it's it's kind of a direction he's been pushing in both with the band and with his side projects as well for mm. a number of years. And and this is it in full flow. That the whole cinematic landscape that's laid out is. Yep. You, you know, it's, it's beyond what I expected. That's why I'm so blindsided by it. Because no, normally on my first couple of listens, I'd pick out lyrics that I love. That's what I kind of look for first. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just so well, blown away on. by the strings that everything that's going on, like it's it's mental. If I'm being honest, like I, I think I don't want this to sound like I'm saying anything previous was lesser, but I do feel like. This is them graduate. I think I said to you that graduating as artists, like you know, when you think of like a radio ahead or someone that you know have this artist about them and that, and they'll go and do what they want and they'll put this really well made album together that's full of like um, little intricacies. And uh, <laughs> I feel like that's that's what they've done for. And I know Tranquility Base had a bit of that, but I feel like this is the the. And that's why when, you know, I know some people are sort of saying about it being, it feels like maybe the end of the band and this is like a sunset, which I don't think there's anything in because they've, they've addressed that and said it's not. I actually think this is the beginning of something. I think this is them because they, as we're covering in our other podcasts, starting at the beginning, they learned together, they've grown as musicians and this is them becoming the artists that are really doing something special with the music and, I think this is going to be the beginning of a, a long array of albums where they just get more technically better and, and doing all this interesting work. And, you know, yeah. And I, I think, and that's not to say anything before I don't love, because you know that I do, but I just think this is them proper grown up musicians, like doing some stuff, you know? It's good to know that the microphones are a definite improvement. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it? Yeah. I, I honestly, until, until then, I was like, yeah, a bit better, but, and then I, Seeing that, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not even when I first got them and compared. Game changer, yeah. uh, that's probably stand by all that, actually. This that's why I picked that clip out because I, I, I figured that yeah, I thought I found it very interesting that that was your first impression and it's an impression that's only been strengthened with repeated listens. Definitely, I still see it as a as a point on the road, as a, as a point on the road, a place on the road to to more sort of growth as a band, and I think what has grown since then on my sort of thoughts without getting too in depth. Cause obviously we will be like covering this album in depth and we're going to go track by track in a minute, but I would like say what I've discovered by process with this album has been very different. So every item monkeys album until tranquility, I loved almost instantaneously. And then as time went on, I just learned to love other songs more than others with, tranquility i initially was like whoa what's this like very initially like first play you know star treatment like what the and then again but within 24 hours i was in love with like certain tracks on it like one point perspective stuff like that with this album it's been a case of like already loving like mirror wall and body paint before the album came out and then kind of listened to it and some some on those first few listens or those first like couple of even maybe month some of the songs slipped through the cracks like i didn't really get all of them 
and then then it grew to a point where like there was points like near Christmas. I think I did a TikTok on our on our social like sat there on a Sunday, listened to Mirabal over coffee, like proper vibes. And then I didn't listen to it for a while. I'll be honest. I think after Christmas, I barely listened to it. And then we for a long time. And then we hit summer. And I think me and you both discovered on a sunny day when we had a bit of sun in May or something that we discovered that listening to the, to it then on a sunny day brought a new vibe to it, brought a kind of Kinksian vibe to it where it had a Kinksian, brought a uh, like a Kinksian vibe to it where it was that kind of that guitar acoustic sound works in on a hot, nice, lovely day to watch the world go by, perhaps or whatever. And then, so I'm not listening again. Didn't enjoy that. And then, very recently, in the past month or two, I discovered that it's what I would call a mood album, where I have to, when I'm in the right mood and I play it, I fucking love it. But I won't just crack it on ever. I won't just like I do with other Atomic albums in the past. Go, oh, I'm going to listen to that. I have to there's a very specific time when i'll put it on so it's, it's very different in that way but what i will say is to, to connect that to my point in last year's was that that is probably how most people that are radiohead fans and other bands of that type how they would also describe that music as it's grown in in terms of you, the certain songs and albums that you'll put on when you're in a certain mood the very vibey very mood album and i actually think that's just, that's just a sign of another sign of the growth because i think actually having an album that isn't just easy to put on all the time but it has to be very because it's very vibey very specific is actually a, a good thing from an artistic point of view i would say so that's my thoughts on it I, I i really like it now but i have to be in the right mood and every time i am in the right mood and i play it there's different things that i like more about it each time and i'm finding new bits that i like and stuff like that which again is is so much better than just your favorite worst nightmare let's say you know that's just cracking through some tunes you know so yeah I'm yeah, very much of the same opinion as you. The mood music thing is such a fantastic. I mean, when we've discussed it, like on WhatsApp and stuff over the past few months, mood music has been a phrase that's come up so much, and that fits pretty much all my favorite albums. Hmm. I can't just put on at any point. It has to. I have to be in the mood. Joy Division, Unknown Pleasures. It has to be cold. Hmm. It has to be grim. I have to be feeling a bit meh. You know, not feeling not like you're insulted. But uh, yeah, yeah, that that, that kind of like post-industrial. I need that post-industrial vibe <laughs> yeah. in my head. Same, same with uh, Village Green Preservation Society, The Kinks, another one of my favourites. Summer, that's that's when like hot summer days, hot, hot lazy summer afternoons. That's when I want that on. And this album just totally, totally fits that. And it's mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see see what our views are on each of the songs because we're the first time the the first podcast we did for it, where obviously we'd had two or three listens each. And there were certain songs that jumped out more than others. And I'm really yeah. to see how the opinions have changed on some of those songs. And, and I know also, definitely changed on at least one song very recently. Yes, you do. Yeah, you do. That's that's an interesting discussion. And was my first early favourite, I believe. That, that song, yeah. Early and I'll, I'll explain why I thought I didn't like it. But but yeah, and it, again, that kind of backs up the vibe thing as well, that my sort of growth with that song. But what will also be an interesting point is that that was an initial one. This is kind of a year in, and then probably in about two years we might get to the car or something like that. So we'll have really lived with it by then and, and had more moments with it. And it'll be interesting to see if that changes again as it goes by. But um, uh, yeah, I think I, I just don't. I don't think it's a it's a problem that it's it's a, a vibe album. And the people that don't like it, not the fans that don't like it. Fair enough if you don't like it, but the people on the outside. I just think the people that 
I wouldn't give it, don't give albums a chance, mood albums a chance, five albums a chance, because they just go shit and put it off and never listen to it again. Whereas some albums do take, that doesn't mean so much bad just because, because people like that would say, are you just make, convincing yourself it's good by keeping listening to it? But that's not the case. Some radio had a radio header regarded as one of the biggest bands in the world, and everyone says their albums are like that. Where you can't just you have to keep listening, and you'll you'll get it. Yeah, famously, like I say, I didn't get OK Computer until about four listens in, and then I, and I was like, oh, okay. And then by like seven listens in, I loved it. That's it. And with Trunk, and it's the only Atomic album I'm like that with because even Tranquility, I can just throw on. I love it. Although, would I have been like that then if I think back? has that one that over time has become one where I can just crack it on. Maybe the car will get there, but I actually think the car's going to be different where it'll never be an album that I'll just crack on. Could be wrong. I just think it's that kind of album and one like something occasionally I'll put it on the vinyl and I'll adore it. And then I won't want to listen to it again for two months and then I'll put it on again when I'm in a mood and love it even more. And I think that's kind of cool in a way. I think that's a, a good thing to have. With the That first listen of, I mean, not, not to get bogged down in tranquility too much, but that first listen of Tranquility, I got. So I managed to get the because it leaks a few days before. So I actually downloaded other songs, got a friend to listen to them to make sure it was the proper thing. It wasn't like oh, do you remember the favorite? We've spoken about it before the favorite worst nightmare leak that we got, and Balaclava skipped and it ruined mm. it. We lost half of Balaclava because it started skipping at the breakdown at the end. So yes. I, made, I said to him, mate, is it, is it top quality? Is it, is it definitely right? He said, yeah, it's fine. So I got about 15 seconds into star treatment and then I paused it. I was like, right, I know what I need to do here. I need to roll a joint and I need to go and sit out <laughs> in the garden and look, look up at the stars. And I did that. And after the first listen of star treatment, I was like, I was just convinced it was the best thing. There's plenty of albums like that in history. It Who the fuck just cracks way. a Pink Floyd album? Who just puts a Pink Floyd album on when they're like just walking to the shop or something? Like I might flick <laughs> yeah, Teddy Picker on or something. Do you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. there's plenty of albums that, that are amazing albums that you don't just put on and listen mm. to. It's like kind of Bowie has a spectrum of both ends. Sometimes I'll, yeah. there's Bowie songs that I can just crack on and listen to, but there's other Bowie songs and albums where I'm like, oh, I'm not really in the mood for that one. But sometimes I will be and that. It's all gravy, baby, I think. I think oh, it's all cool. Gravy. And it's only in the age of social media and stuff that people care about that. I think if, if this was back in the sort of 80s and that, no one would really care that there's an album. that. And, and like I always say, we'll get into the tracks now, but I always say people only get annoyed in the middle of a discography. When you go through any artist's discography, there's always ones that you go, mm, that's a bit different, and no one gets annoyed then. But when you're in the thick of it, it feels different, but there'll be one day when someone's listening to the... I don't know, 15 albums that Arctic Monkeys did, and they'll go, the car's different. And uh, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just a footnote in the journey. So it's only now that it feels to people like it's shit, but maybe give it a chance. If anyone's listening and they really don't like it and they've listened to it maybe two or three times, I'd say wait until maybe you're on a day where you're feeling a bit mellow and you're feeling a bit like sitting in the house, maybe flipping through a, a magazine or summer and having a coffee and summer just crack it on crack it on see what you feel then a band that i've loved since before they even released a single are still like churning out albums and like pushing themselves it mm. genuinely gets me emotional when i, when I think about it it's just like yeah it's that harry potter thing again of us aging with it mm. it's the exact timing of it yeah it's just yeah it, it, it really does get me going it really just gets me a bit really bloody gets me in the mood dan it gets me in the mood first song mirror ball there better be a mirror ball 
this for me, I'm not going to, we're obviously not going to get into too in depth, like I said, but for me, this is uh, maybe one of the best songs they've ever done. I think it's a masterpiece and nowhere near gets the credit it should. It is a beautiful musically put together song. It's just such a nice, it's such a great song. And lyrically, it, it it works. His voice, I think, is probably the best it's ever been in this song, I would say personally. I think his falsetto is certainly the best it's ever been in this song. Um, and it's just a, such a... This, this is even this is one of the ones actually that I can just crack on out of, out of all. And this is the one that I can just crack on because, and I usually crack it on after a couple of drinks, and I'll be dancing around the living room still, even now for a year on to myself, like do 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 do. And I've played this song to people that hate Arctic Monkeys or someone that doesn't really like this kind of music and doesn't like Arctic Monkeys. And he was like, "Oh, this is interesting," and he had a little dance with me to it. So, and, and a couple of others as well. So that just shows a song that transcends. You know, I think this should should have been a bigger song than it was personally, but there you go. I think it was the first. This was the first glimpse we got of the album, and Ooh, yeah, to, to be very different, very different to the first impression of Tranquility, where we were a bit blindsided by it. Mirrorball was almost—I won't say it's exactly what I was expecting to hear, but based mm. on the trajectory from Tranquility and then the second Shadow Puppets album, you kind yeah. of figured it was going this way. But what a track it is! It's just the fact they had they had yeah. to kind of fight fight with fight with the label and the well not necessarily the label but the radio stations about them wanting to cut it a bit to not have the long instrumental at the start and the fact they've stuck to the guns don't care if it's marketing well, suicide they won't crack or compromise i still but, think i still think the instrumental opening is a classic out monkeys troll like when they released brick by brick, brick where it sounds very much tranquility so that when you first hear it you think oh god so some or some people that wouldn't like that would go, oh god, they're doing another tranquility album because it sounds like kind of jazzy tranquility sound. But then after the dunt dunt stop and it comes in with the drums and you start singing, it suddenly flips into a very um a very soulful swing. I don't know how to describe it really, but very like very different song. So I think I, I do think that little instrumental is kind of like them saying goodbye to that sound in a way. In a weird way, the, that organ sound, the on the organ, uh, that, that is oh, just like I would have that, that's the bit that makes me dance. Lips. Yeah, that's the bit. It reminds it's me, like, uh, yeah, like I said, there's old organs that people play in the old songs yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely beautiful tune. And should, like I say, should be bigger, bigger than it is. Um, where does this stand for you in terms of Monkey's album openers? I think it's up there with so, yeah, so I think. Most people agree that their best album openers, not in order, but we're talking View from the Afternoon, Brian Storm, Do or yep. No, and yep. this, I'd say, are the top four. Well, I think View from the Afternoon still holds number one because, so, yeah. because it's a tune. But I'd probably have the second, maybe. Same. I think I would. Maybe. Get back to me on that over time. But, but I think, but that's just because we've done Brian Storm, and I don't know. Brian Storm's a pretty good opener, though, and it met, it was a big opener at the time. So maybe I'm trying to put myself in the mindset of the time. What would I... I guess, in that essence, this would be third. But um, second or third, yeah. But View from the Afternoon is just a perfect opener album for that album. So it's just... Yeah, you, you no, can't argue like, with that, can you? you, can't, you know, it will, unless they do something <laughs> phenomenal in the future, that will always remain number one on that list. That links into something we're doing on our... If you go into the episode description, you can like, follow, rate, review, subscribe on all your podcast players. We're on across all social media. Give us a follow and a like and all that caper. But also, we've got subscriber content available through Patreon, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. 
We get Last Shadow Puppets episode. We're covering all the songs there. We've got regular watch-alongs of Arctic Monkeys-related media. We've just done Submarine. We've just done a watch-along of that. Yeah. So if you want to get on that, and we release the regular episodes a week early with extra pre- and post-show chat. And the pre-show chat recently is us doing our top five lists of different, not just music, but popular culture. And next coming up soon, it will be our favourite side one track ones, which fits in well with the question I've just asked you there. So check that out. Five yeah. five pound a month, which isn't too bad. And it it's support we're you know, we we're two guys who work well. Yeah. And uh, we have jobs. We have jobs. But yeah, yeah, it's it's just everything goes into like funding the podcast and equipment and hosting and stuff like that. So if if you do decide to subscribe, and we would really appreciate it. Contrary to what I said on a pod um, previously, I, I think we're going to launch, I'm thinking of launching the Patreon shop where you can just buy individual Shadow Puppets episodes and stuff like that if you so wish, cut extra content or submarine watch along. Probably going to launch that with Humbug in the new year to give us time to get all the content in there over the Christmas period, I'd say. Um, so in January, you'll, if you don't fancy signing up, because you don't want a monthly payment, but you kind of want to hear some of the Shadow Puppet stuff, so you can just buy the individual episodes and stuff, which is pretty cool, mm-hmm. of Patreon to offer, I think. So, um, yeah, we, we, we do understand that not, not everyone's as nerdy as us. Not, not everyone... Or as, you know, in the current climate, to be even be able to put £5 away. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So we'll let people buy individual episodes if they fancy Yeah, it probably yeah, won't make them too expensive either, so, you know, if you can afford, like, a few quid or whatever to buy an episode, yeah. yeah. I'd probably, I'd probably, well, I probably shouldn't say we'll probably have that discussion, but yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Need to get on my graft out. <laughs> Nick, Nick's got a very, he's always got, he's always on about the, um, the, the bottom line. He's always on about the bottom line, Nick. Oh, always on about the bottom yeah. line. Yeah. yeah. I'm all about the information action ratio, mate. Well, I'm just doing lines off someone's bottom because I'm the fucking cool one. Wolf <laughs> <laughs> of Wall Street in my house. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, but, but so the next one is I ain't quite where I think I am. It's always worth half a glass. You know the face, but you can't see past the disco strobes and the stumbling blocks. Wait, there's the other island now. Formation displays of affection fly over. Eyes roll back, and I can see both islands now. interesting i since it came out actually didn't really like this song used to skip it when the album came out obviously listen to it at first but then and when the vinyl's on you kind of have to listen to it obviously um but if i was listening on spotify somewhere i would skip it i really just and i think the reason was one of the reasons i've always loved Arctic monkeys is that generally I never listen to them and think about another artist or another song that reminds me. I've been on the pod sometimes where I go, it sounds like this and that sometimes. But really, I really don't really listen to them when I listen to them and go, oh, that sounds like that song. I've always felt very original from them. So I always felt very mm. fresh. 
And this was the first time where I heard a song where, to me, it just sounded like a Bowie song. It just sounded like them doing a Bowie song, like off off Young Americans or something like that. And I just couldn't get past that. And I hated it because they've never done that to me before. But in the time from Christmas to the summer May, when I didn't listen to the album properly, I just listened to bits. I put it on in vinyl. I've put it on about three or four times, maybe five times since then. And I actually really like the song, though. It's actually growing on me. Not loads. It's not like, you know, but I actually quite enjoy it and have a little sing and a dance to it and vibe to it. So so it, it, my opinion has completely changed, which kind of backs up what we were saying about moods and, and giving things chances and stuff. This was absolutely... This this was a very weird one. Even for Arctic Monkeys, it was a very weird one in that we got this released as a single before the album had come out. Mm. And the version we got, it was a live version that I did... It's there was a lot of dis, like disparity in the sound between the live version and what we eventually got on the album. Yes, that is true. So actually, a lot yeah, of that is true. Were prejudiced against the album, against the, the against it because of the live version. I don't think that live version was as good. No, no, I, I from the Boston gig was it or something? Uh, yeah, the Kings Theatre in uh, Brooklyn. It was that one, yeah. yeah, yeah. The the live live show that he did. Uh, uh, that was the no phones allowed live show, wasn't it? So it was very hard to. That was the only clip that I remember just refreshing Reddit like the day yeah. after that show, just hoping someone had smuggled a phone in and someone had. And there was <laughs> a, a and I heard bits of the song and thought there was just lyrics you could pick out where I thought, yeah, it could be all right. But the drums to me are very psycho killer. By Talking Heads, and they're one mm. of my favourite bands. So I, I was, yeah. I was on because I was, I was on just, just for that. But I can also see the the Bowie links in there. It's, but, but that that was an early favourite of mine. That was top two or three for me. It's, I'd say it's. Well, we'll find out later on where it falls it, it yeah. on this now. But yeah, I, st- I still look, I, I like the. It's, it's got a bit. It gives me vibes of um, Superstition by Stevie Wonder as well, with the with the riff on it. Very funky. Mm. Very funky. I like it. Yeah. Maybe that's it again. It reminds me of too much stuff, and like I say, they they never do that normally. But, it's very telling yeah. though that when they when they went on Jules Holland and did that special after the album had released, the the two songs from this album that are available on YouTube from that are "The Car" and "I Ain't Quite Where I Think I Am," which maybe maybe shows like where the band place it. Maybe, mm, yeah, and it hasn't been cracked out too many times live, has it, on the tour? So. Uh, no, it came back again a few weeks ago after yeah. it, it, they played it at Reading when they played Reading Festival. But but it wasn't in the when I watched the Reading Festival live on telly that was cut out. They didn't have that right because the album hadn't come out yet. Um, but yeah, they they dropped it for the most of the well, it, it didn't play it in the UK tour at all. Then it's it's come back mm. again in America, but with Alex not playing guitar on it. Alex has mm, just been singing, singing when they played it recently, so. Always evolving. Sculptures. Is that the Against gallery walls 
So for me, this one is a proper good um, vibe, out like mood. It's a proper mood. This song, it's like it feels like a proper mood moment, and yeah, I really, I really enjoy it. But I'll let you talk about it because I know that you. you... <laughs> from from minute from second one of listening to this, I was just straight away. I got I got Vienna by Ultravox vibes. I got obs- obscure song that people should maybe check out because you'll hear this song in it. Uh, Reptiles State Funeral by Cabbage has a similar vibe to this as well. I just, it's this, for, for a band that are constantly evolving and pushing themselves and doing different things, this is the most that I've had that feeling of, whoa, whoa, th- mm. this, is, this is unlike yeah. anything I've heard by them. And it's, just, and it's all, all born from Jamie Cook basically putting a drum machine through a Moog synthesizer. And that yeah. is just absolutely, I, I adore this song so much. I'm so, I, I'm so glad they played it when, when I went to see it. As soon as I saw that that had made its way into the set list, I knew that was going to be a moment at the live gigs. And it really mm. was. One of my, I wouldn't say it's my favourite lyric, but it's one of my favourite deliveries of a lyric by Alex is the, Flash the angle, grind a smile, gasp, and roll your eyes. Yeah. Gets me genuinely tingles down the spine every time no, it, I hear that, even now. It is an absolute tune. Um in terms of yeah, it's a really good it's just just got a really cool vibe to it. And it's just yeah, very different from them as well. Yeah. And shows that experimental ness and yeah, it's it's just it's it's it was one of the ones straight away that you think, oh, people are gonna like that. When you hear it, I guess it's one of the few actually where you go, "Oh yeah, people are going to like that." Like, and then people actually did. Some people didn't, which surprised me. But there you go. I thought that was kind of one that everyone would agree was good. But um, yeah, I, mean, I, th- yeah. I think it's fair to say. I think I think we'll both agree that Alex's best vocals ever are on "Sweet Dreams" TM. I think I think that's fair enough. I, I think it's fair to say his best vocals ever. No, Mirabal for me now, but it was "Sweet Dreams." Would you say Mo- are you going to Mo- yeah. yeah, I think you can't deny enough, yeah. the point, even where. Yeah, I can't deny that, that that end is a proper singing, like the falsetto in mm. Mirabal and that. I remember when I first I was playing it, when it came out, the single, my girlfriend came home and she she can sing a bit. You've heard her sing, and she mm-hmm. she heard it and she she looked up and she is this the new and she went, is that and she was like, why doesn't he always sing like that? And I was like, he's getting there. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> like she was like really impressed by the falsetto. In fact, to the point where we watched the Jules Holland thing. And he did it live, and she was like, "Well done, Alex. Well done." And I was like, "Yes." Okay. Interestingly, um, <laughs> you can get to bed I, I moved on from Mirabal, but interestingly, they they held they held back on playing that for the first few live shows of the era because he had to get quite it. Nail the falsetto, yeah, which difficult. Just, it's a really maybe, tough. Maybe lay off the cigarettes, Alex. That's why I think oh, no. "Sweet Dream Sienna is a really powerful performance, but I can't deny that the the um, control of the different aspects of his voice on Mirrorball are just phenomenal. Like, um, but then let's move on to um, Jet Skis on a Moat. Jet Skis on the Moat They shot it all in cinema scope I suppose it's the last time 
Your step is anonymous Come over here and give your buddy a hug So much for deciding not to let it slide Is there something on your mind? Why you just While the paint job dries When it's over You're supposed to know I instantly love this one um, I love kind of like a bit loungy music though and a bit like kind of I can imagine this being on in like some kind of club where it's half empty and you sat there and there's like a little band on doing like yeah. jazz band or something I just love, old fashioned Yeah, I just love the guitar, the this is my kind of song this like it is it's it's so cool like, i don't even know where to start with it I, I it's mean, one it's one of them as well, slow moves my favorite, like mirable yeah. got to do a little move to it a little dance to it you know what? i like this album when you're cooking as well it's a good album to cook to, it's a this. very good it is a very good cooking album that was <laughs> yeah the first few times i listened to it was well well cooking ch- chuff in some carrots and like Jet skis on the moat. Do you ever think they're ever done done by the lyrics? Do you think if you took the, the music jet skis on a moat and put some lyrics in about falling in love with a woman that were very generic, it would be a bigger hit if they released it because people would like the music because it's easy listening music, but it's also songs about that people. Do you know what I mean? People only really respond to like really obvious thingy lyrics about love that seems to get you a hit with some so if you put a good music behind it so they're kind of i'm glad they don't do that by the way that's not what i want for them but but the kind of like the fact that they're a bit lyrics are a bit either funny or smart or whatever kind of undoes them a bit from like because am was like it's a bit of both really but like why do you want the comment when you high quite simple <laughs> lyrics i suppose in a sense and, and that people yeah. can relate to so yeah I think that's I think that's a big thing. I think he took some of the music from the car and put some, like if Mirabal, if he was singing like more about like a woman leaving him or something in a more obvious way or a breakup in a more obvious way, like in Adele or a John Legend or something, then people would respond to it more. I think, which is funny and a sad indictment of music, perhaps. World. Speaking of breakups, though, next one, Body Paint. And I'm keeping on my costume. If you're thinking of me, I'm probably thinking of you.
this is a song that so it came out on my birthday before I was going out and I was waiting before I got a taxi into Manchester to listen to it on uh, the Radio 1 show with the girl, can't remember, um, at 7 o'clock or whatever, and they played it. And I was really like, oh, wow, that's okay. That wasn't what I was maybe expecting. And then they played and then they played it on Jimmy Fallon that night and I was still up because it was my birthday. And I watched it on YouTube and I was blown away by the the performance on Jimmy Fallon. I was like, whoa, okay. I like this song now. And then they released it and I listened to it so much that I mirrorball so much before the album came out, like loads. I think I probably stocked up like the most mirrorball listens I'd ever I'd listened to even since like in that before the album came out, that and body paint. I was just listening to, listen to, listen to. Yeah. And then where and then so already thought it was really good. Got a little bit finger in the album with it where I was like a bit because I'd over listened to it maybe. But then the live version happened. And wow. Like that live version is them at doing something they've never done before. Not just, I mean, saying the live version happened kind of underplays it. The well, live again, version happened, and then the live version just evolved and just even to the point that when we went to see them in Manchester at the start of June, and we thought we knew what to expect from Body Paint. And it was just a whole totally different elevated experience. And then watching the Glastonbury set, thinking, well, we've seen Body Paint Live. It was phenomenal. I don't know how they can top that. And then for them to play it at Glastonbury and just absolutely top. That song, I, I cannot tell you how much I love that song. It's it's it, it's in my top five monkey songs, maybe even top three. It's just okay. And that, that that night when it when it was released, I was obviously you were out for your birthday. I was I was hosting a event like related to my football uh, podcast and stuff like and you met you messaged me and said oh the video the, not not only is the song out there's a video as well and i was like oh i'll 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 be going on my way home in like four hours i'll i'll put it on then and and listen yeah and i just couldn't yeah. I, I was like hosting this event and it was just in the back of my mind like you need to hear this song so i, I managed to like get an interval put into the event and like go outside and listen to it i'm just like oh my god this is this is fantastic i've got a thing for song songs that have like one like more than one act. So you're talking Bohemian Rhapsody, Free Bird by Lynyrd Skynyrd, Jesus mm. of Suburbia by Green Day, some of my favourite songs, and they've all got like, they're all three or four songs in one, and Body Paint fits right in with that. It's just phenomenal. Yeah, you really, you feel. I think you feel about Body Paint, I really like Body Paint, but I think you feel about Body Paint how I feel about Mirrorball. I think mm. it's fair to say, yeah. yeah. But yeah, obviously we don't want to get too in-depth in it, but um, so that's the first... Actually, with that first half, it just occurred to me this, but again, don't want to overanalyze it. But do you think there's a through line like there usually is with this album? Because you got Mirrorball, then you've got I ain't quite where I think I am. Then you got Sculptures, which is a completely different sound, and then you've got Jet Skis on a Moat, and then you got Body Paint. Do you think it sounds like a consistent album? Not that it has to, but like I, I no, think for no, me the through line it the through the through line for me is them. That's the through line. Do you know what I mean? You can hear them in it, and that's what brings it's, it together. It's going to sound weird, but for for consider it something that doesn't sound like anything they've done before. It's mm. still quintessentially them. It's it's weird. You can, I can't put my finger That's on it. all of them, isn't it? Well, it, it's the trademarks. Them. It's it's the clever drumming. It's the the Jamie Cook special moments, just in a different way. It's the cool bass lines. It's the witty and pertinent lyrics, just in a different way. 
it's yeah. it's Alex is singing, but in a different way. It's their humor. It's everything they bring to it. Like that, and that's what we love about them. But when we move on to the B side, and we've got the car. But it ain't a holiday until they force you to make a wish. They say, climb up this and jump off that. And you pretend to fall asleep on the way back. I still don't know how I feel about the car. I'm not going to lie. At this point, I'm still not ready to declare either way my thoughts on the car. I'm not ready to give any kind of opinion on the car, to be quite honest with you. I think, I hope that when we finally get to cover it, I will have have an opinion, whether that be positive or negative. But I really just don't know where I stand with that song at all. Same, man. Same. I really... And I like the idea. I like the lyrics. I like the idea, in a way. But I just can't... I don't know. So much just I, I can't figure out where I am with it. I, I can't quite gets... think. Can't quite. Where I think I don't... <laughs> there's a couple of there's been a couple of points like doing the favorite worst nightmare stuff. There's been certain lyrics that we've picked out and thought, oh, you know the um, the bit about the shaggers performing in Bal. Is it Balakar? Sorry, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought, I thought you were about the car. Then I was like, I missed that one. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> This is a weird album. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that 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 in particular on Favourite Worst Nightmare. There's been some lyrics on the Favourite Worst Nightmare B-sides where we've picked out and gone, oh, this is not his best work. Like, I can see why he cringes at some of the early stuff and all that. And there's a, the lyric about um, it, ain't, it ain't a holiday until you've had to fetch something from the car. It's yeah, really I really like that it, you know, no, it's, it's, it's like a Peter Kay. It's like, oh, oh I've never really? gone on holiday and you've got to fetch something from uh, the car. What was that about? Well, you know what? I think what it is is I liked it. I really was waiting to figure out what it was actually about. I was like, it's about somewhere else, and I'll find out, Alex. Like, body pain isn't just about body pain, I'll is it? Play out with my I'll wink. It out, but I still can't. So, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. But I, but I just I think don't. This um, maybe one it. of his. Look- this may be one of his most personal songs. And maybe that's he's why we don't, we don't understand the man yet. Childhood holidays yeah. and stuff, yeah. That's maybe it. it's going to be one of them, where, I was going to say when we get older, but he's not that much older. He's your age, so. Um, but uh, I don't know. I do like the idea of the car, and because we know about his dad as well and the car and that kind of relationship. Yeah. So there's a lot to like about it. I'm just not quite there. That Maybe it's one of those songs that you get, maybe it's there's a personal connection you have to have to it. 
some kind of um maybe it's for, like, for people that have thoughts of a really good nice happy family holiday when they're a kid on a british holiday and stuff like that and they'll get it more whereas i don't really have that to be quite honest with you getting too that, personal it's so. that <laughs> spanish it's that spanish style guitar as well that kind of mm, I, I do like but, yeah, a, holiday. a bit holiday waitery um like you like, kind of comes to the, the table and you go just get uh, Get some more breadsticks. Off. <laughs> yeah, 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 piss off and leave me alone. Do you know what? So, yeah. I, think, I think I've pinpointed this week what the problem is. I've been listening to this album a lot like, in advance of this. All right, Q I've Magazine. Pinpointed, I've pinpointed what the problem is with this song. Q it follows magazine. body paint. It follows body paint. And, it's your, and also the, it's your first introduction to the B-side, which is difficult. Yeah. So it should be like, yeah. on all the other albums, your first introduction the to the B-side. Yeah, exactly. And on the others, it's like, well, you, only ones you know, which is a great album, Record Turner. So it, it's it's, she looks like that, fun, though, is it? In a weird way. Yeah. No, uh, no uh, Monster Truck. Monster Truck on... Monster no, Truck. Rolling Trunks? Just... Oh, I should say that, by the way, before we move on. Um, Jet Ski reminds me of um, a bit of Monster Trucky, actually, in the in the verses. Yes. yes. Uh, and she looks like fun in the verse. I can't work out what is. So, four out of five is track number six on Tranquility, and Monster Truck is number seven. So, four out of five is on side one, I believe, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it ends with that. Yeah. But, yes, yes. but anyway, but I'm not even, I'm not prepared to say every way with the car yet. I need more time with it. Maybe mm. it'll click. Like, I ain't quite where right. I think I am. Maybe for both of us, it'll click one day. Uh, next one, Big Ideas. That's quite a number to see. Spotlights getting lowered in. Can you co-direct and play the twin? And adapt the main theme for mandolins. I've conjured up wonderful things. The ballad of what could have been over and down it's been a thrill i had big ideas the band was so excited the kind you'd rather not share over the phone but not Love the song. I loved it from the off. I think I loved it more than you did originally. Yes. Um, and I just f think the lyrics are great. I think it's a proper, beautiful sounding song. Another one where I think if the lyrics were about something else, it would be some kind of classic song. Like if it was just about something like what swing music's about, which is usually a woman, then maybe people would connect to it more. But because it's one of them where I think the yeah, but not that they're chasing that and I don't want them to, but I'm just making a point. But that i just think it's a beautiful sounding song it's it's the world i think it's regardless i just think it's it's just got this sound to it that is yeah 
it's just perfect in every way. And the fact that it's singing about like a bit self-referential again in the lyrics. And yeah, I just think it's a really interesting mood as well. Again, just cool. Cool as. I think pretty much from from the very start of the discography, going all the way through, I say 90% of the stuff that he's, he's writing and singing about is personal. And this might be one of the most. This this is one of the first times where it's almost for a band who keep themselves to themselves. They're not splashed all over the papers. They're not all over social media. The not not only are they not over social media, they steer away from it actively. Mm. Like they're very techno technologically averse. Technological like, that is advances don't bloody get them in the mood. Clearly, bloody don't. <laughs> um, but for him to, for him to be so self referential about. Like he knows what people have said about tranquility, he he knows what people, what a lot of people's opinion, what a lot of casual people's opinion are. Yeah, and for him to just come out and 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 sing that, it's fantastic. Like, the that that the line there that the band was so excited. It's it, another it's, one that gives me chills. I feel like it. It kind of it gives me vibes of how Tarantino's last apparent film is going to be about a movie critic, which I'm just intrigued by. That and I thought that's the kind of thing I get from this song. It's referencing, you know, yeah. your critique, or I imagine that's what's going. To, you know what I mean? I had no idea what that's going to be, but but yeah, it's that kind of self-referential thing, and 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 he think he knows that we'd figure that out. And there's a bit of that in sculptures as well, isn't there? The horrible new sound, and he litters them in for himself. But this album just feels, yeah, very feels like he's the protagonist almost, which you rarely um, feel with Alex, but. But yeah, absolute, absolute tune, and I can't wait to dig into that when we get to the full episode. But the next one is Hello Absolutely. You. this one i'm still not quite sure on this one um everyone else seems to love it i just don't know if i feel it fits on this album and i don't quite i think it's a good song i just don't feel it on this album it feels like it should be on humbug or something i just don't quite feel it for this particular album it feels a bit out of place for me especially on this side of the album to, to have like that and big and this in the middle of big idea it's a big idea as mr schwartz feels Odd. So yeah, I just can't quite get there. But I know you and other, most other people love it. So, but I don't yeah. dislike it. I actually quite like listening to it. But I can't get any deeper than superficial enjoyment of it. I, I think I said on the on the original reaction pod that this tune for me is like the bastard child of One for the Road by Monkeys and Element of Surprise from the second mm. Shadow Puppets album. Yeah, that's good I, I feel that. I feel that a lot. But I mean, this this song has I, I, the the fact they brought it out live 
pleased me so much. And the, the fact that that made news as well, like the Ind- the Independent on Facebook had like one of their news stories, one of their pages on there was 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 saying like Arctic Monkeys have brought a fan favorite. I I think from a commercial point of view as well, it's a fan favorite because I think it's the kind of song that, that even um, naysayers could listen to and enjoy, probably. Yeah, this um, could have been a, I'm surprised it wasn't a single with the, the whole synth thing that's big now. I'm, it would have been a really big call if they'd released this as the first single and everyone would be like, oh, cool, they're doing something like this. And then Mirabal opens the album. For. <laughs> uh, yeah, but this would leave it. I would like an album. As much as I say I'm not, I don't quite get it or it doesn't feel right for me, I would love a whole album of Hello Use. Don't get oh, me wrong there. Okay. Yeah. But that's another thing with this album, with it not things not fitting, is that journey of them getting somewhere because it does feel like there's a bit of a hitch. For the first time ever, I will say, it feels like there's a bit of a Frankenstein's monster for this album. Like mm. um, I said, Frankenstein's monster, not Frankenstein, because that's the correct way to say it. Um, that's why I <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I would. I would. I just think it's a mishmash of parts that's made some experimental. So there's some things that don't quite make sense or fit. But I think that's a good thing. I think that's why we're on a road to uh, something special. El Dorado. Moving on. Um, so. Hope you like your spices, because next it's Mr. Schwartz. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Linking to our other pod there. Put your heavy metal to the test. There might be half a love song in it all for you. Timing-wise, it's probably for the best. Come here and kiss me now before it gets too cute. But Mr. Schwartz is staying strong for the crew. Wardrobe's limp rolling your velveteen suit. Smudging, dubbing on your dancing shoes. This is one I liked. It's this one initially, just more than the car, even though it's a bit similar to the car a the, little bit. That's another thing I think with the car. The car loses the battle there of like the, the can only have one song like that on each album, and that the, was the, the car loses that I the had battle. Yeah, unfortunately, the car loses the battle. But with Mr. Schwartz, um, actually, to the point that even to this day, to my listen on vinyl today, I keep saying vinyl, that's some cunt. Um, today, I think it is important because I feel like this. Oh, that's another thing we should say that we've completely not said yet. This album sound. One of the reasons why I couldn't vibe with this album as much at first was because listening to it on Spotify. And I don't want to sound like one of those vinyl snobs, but and I wouldn't say it for most albums, but this album on vinyl. 10 times better than it sounds when you listen to it through headphones on Spotify. Oh, like, like unbelievably so. Like, there's a proper... It's like us with the microphones before. It's like, not that bad. Not silly. But but it's like... um, it's It just sounds so much better. And that's where you start to click with it, I think, when you hear the little nuances and stuff. But Mr. Schwartz is one where today I listened to it again and it clicked even more today. And I, I thought, yeah, this is a tune. And I really like the way it flows. I like the way he sings it. I like the the, the concept, the character. Um, even though we nearly disparaged it in another pod and made him out to be a drug dealer. But um <laughs> well, you, spices. you did. I did. But that's, that's my thing. Um and then yeah, I just think this is Mr. Schwartz is a 
could could grow. Watch this space because I'm going to do the list and it's going to be in a certain place because it's only clicked in the last two or three listens, I'd say, properly. But watch this space when we get here in two years. We'll see where it is in the list today and see where it might be in the list in a, a year, year and a half, two years, whatever it is, before we get there. Yeah, very much the same as you. This occupies a similar space to the car and this comes out on top for me, I think. I think it's a nice little... There's obviously some personal stuff there with the whole clearly about the ro- the the roadies, the the crew that they've got working with them and helping them out on tour. The, the guy, Mr. Fox, the guy that I used to yeah, see in the, the backstage. The, the, <laughs> the guy that comes out on the five hundred five thing and puts the microphone up. That was him on the clip we shared of five hundred five where he pulls <laughs> yes. the microphone up. That's that was the guy yeah, that Mr. I used Fox, to spot. That was yeah. my pre-game boozy game before I'd be like I'd have a drink every time I saw the guy. Um, but I, I do like the uh, smudging dubbing on your dancing shoes line because because we need dancing shoes to pop up in multi songs, the, don't we? The, the strings in this are different. It's that kind of like it's the way you dancing shoes, do bit shadow puppy actually. Yeah, first album. Yeah, honestly, it's really grown on me. I kind of wish I'd moved up my list a bit now, but but we'll see where it is in the future. So last not least perfect sense so for me i'm going to be quick with this one um i thought it was at first i wasn't that keen i couldn't really listen to it i thought it was a bit of a weak closer because it just sort of ended and i, and I liked it I re- when i would listen to it properly i would go oh yeah it's cool but i couldn't get it as you know i think i said at first it really reminded me again another problem with it reminded me of something reminded me of that um dun- Oh, what's that 80s song? It really reminds me of that 80s song. Um, oh, it's going to annoy me. The, with the synth at the start there. But yeah, it reminds me of an 80s song and that, and I just didn't really get it. But it has grown to the point where I actually think it is a really good closer, and I really like the kind of strings and the sometimes you just forget about it all. And it, perf- it makes perfect sense. Do, do, do. And I really like It's got one of my favourite lyrics, actually, the um, um, Richard of York lyric um so yeah the executive branch executive branch so i um (laughs) yeah 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 so i really it's it's what it's it's grown a lot on me this one this is so i've got a couple of i've got two i've written two two word reviews the first one says too short and the second one says blue balls which is also (laughs) which are also my two word reviews of the ultra cheese the closer of the previous album it's yeah i was it is I too short I, even though i like it it is too short and it uh, but artie monkeys have a um a bit of a track record for me with that where i feel like ultra cheese is fine but i feel like want to be yours could have had another another like bigger bit end and but they also have provided me with some of the best closes like certain romance so yeah. five of five but That's i feel i think i was in fact i think it is just actually am i was a bit disappointed in the end of yeah, all the others are fine, actually. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I, uh, I mean, perfect, perfect Sense is one that they've... It was in the live sets quite a lot for this era, like early in the tour and stuff. Dropped out, and then it seems to have... They seem to be mixing it up a bit and mixing things around. There's been Cornerstone has been dropped again recently, and so has Don't Sit Down because of Move Your Chair, and Perfect Sense has come back in. It's not one that I'd have... I was surprised they played it at Glastonbury, in, in yeah. all honesty um but yeah it's it's 
it's a it's a nice tune. I like it. I like I like the the whole the p the piano sound and rhythm is very velvet underground. I think which I like. That's that's the thing I'm into. Um, a lot of there's a lot of recent Pete Doherty stuff that has a kind of similar sound to that, which I'm I'm all for. But yeah, it's, I, I wouldn't say it's up there with my favorite mm. closers of theirs. But it's an, it's a nice tune. Yeah, it's a nice tune. One one of my um friends, it's his second favorite song on the album. Would you believe? So really, go. kind of shows that he goes. Yeah, yeah, he really loves it. He nice. really hoped he played it live when he saw them at the Emirates in London, and they did on the night that he went. I think he's sculpted his number one, but this is his number two, which is interesting. Which just shows that one of the there's another good thing about albums like this is that everyone has a different kind of likes and dislikes on it, and brings something to it. in excess. I think is the is the song I'm thinking of. It sounds a bit like Perfect Sense. In excess, doing Never Tear Us Apart. I think it is. Doesn't it sound like the strings of it? You know. Dun, 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 doesn't it, it? I can't get it out of my head once you know you know it. It's probably ruined the song for you, but it's that kind of the yeah, strings. Now it's moving down my list. Yeah, <laughs> but that's it. That's that's the the whole album. So should we get reveal our? I mean, I think people could probably guess from what we've said, really. But um, okay, so mine is my least favorite on the album. Sadly, is the car because because I couldn't I can't pinpoint whether I like it or not yet. So it had to go last because I've got I haven't got an opinion yet. The car is also tenth for me. Oh, interesting. See, I didn't know before we came into this your thoughts on it, so I didn't know whether it would do yeah. that for you. I um, genuinely, that's it's a contender for my least favorite album track of theirs. We'll see. Let's not be hasty yet on on this. So far, so, so far. So far. Like, oh no! Now, yeah. No, 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 no. I hate the bad thing more. <laughs> no, that, that's why it's a to... contender. It, it's it's down there with the bad. Oh thing. yeah, I don't think it's quite it's, down it's, there. It's, the bad no, thing's the, the worst. <laughs> but after the bad thing, I'd probably say the car. Well, Ooh, I, don't I, don't know. I don't want to make I don't want to make claims <laughs> like that. Yeah, <laughs> feels wrong. Um, so far as it is now, anyway, before we go through everything else, that's that's where I stand. I can't because I really don't know where I stand on it, so I couldn't make any claim on it. Number nine for me is I ain't quite where I think I am. Because even though it's grown on me, I still don't prefer it to the others, unfortunately. But it has grown on me because it would have been last. So it's grown a little. Not a lot. Uh, Number nine for me is Perfect Sense. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Number eight for me is Hello You. Because... Controversial probably for some, but as I think I outlined, I like listening to it, but I, ha- I haven't got any depth from it yet, and I don't love it. I like it, but I don't love it. I like it, but I don't love it. I like it, but I don't love it. Is that someone's catchphrase? And uh, it should be Peter. Probably eight, if Peter K gets a game show or something, that'll be his. No, you think it'd have no like you, no know, like it. Even... Um, oh, God. God. I didn't want to think about that, to be honest. <laughs> What's your number eight, for fuck's sake? <laughs> My number eight is Mr. Schwartz. Ooh, okay. But, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the I'll be honest, the top four picked itself. Yeah, probably so with, the same. With the other six, it, it was just a case of... Although my top four will be different to yours, I can guarantee it. Um, it will be, yeah, yeah. My number seven is Perfect Sense. Because yeah. I do I do like listening. It has grown on me quite a lot. Yeah. My, my seven is... Oh, you're not going to like this. It's big ideas. Yeah, but you never click with it the way that I do. 
but you will in two years' no, time. You'll be eating your words. Out, no, you know. honestly, I, I do like it. I've gone through phases where I think this is great and stuff like that, but it's just not consistently up there like some of the others are. That's that's the problem. Yeah. No, no, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Because I, I, I just, I just maybe get it. It connects with me more, just like how Hello You doesn't connect with me. You know, same thing really. Um, my number six is Mr. Schwartz. Um, because I, I, it wouldn't have been, you know what? It probably until the last few listens, it probably would have been way down, maybe eight, nine. So it's grown, uh, it's grown a couple of places on me, but not quite in the top five yet. But like I say, give it till the time we do this proper, and I think that may be different. My six is jet skis on the moon. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. My five, but just not pushing the rest. My five is sculptures. So not quite. It doesn't quite reach the heights of love that uh, compared to some of the others that that it does for you. I think because I don't think it'll be five for you. <laughs> no, my five is ain't quite where I think I am. Fair enough. Um, but I, I think I was. I think it's the fact that that was my that was my early favorite, like from the, from the first few listens. Um, yeah, you always liked it. Dropped it. down since then. Quite a lot though, yeah. didn't you at first? So it, yeah. Um my four, so this is top four now. Um is Jet Skis on the Moat is my fourth favourite. Um nice. as outlined, really like it, really like it. But not quite doesn't quite break into my top three. My my fourth is so it's a it's a track that was an early favourite for a lot of people that I saw online. It took me a while to click with, and in the last three or four months, I it's really, really clicked. It's Hello You is number four for me. Yeah. Funny that how a couple of them there, we got quite different because Hello You is like, was like one of my least favorites, um, but yeah. only because I, I don't love it. But um, so my top three, perhaps number three different. And this number three was number two, and then it became number three. Uh, number three, Big Ideas. Um, yeah, as I said, I really love it. Really, I can absolutely it, but, I... but on upon reflection, it, it didn't beat the other two <laughs> that are ahead of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on, on another day, that that'll that'll be higher than seventh for me. But oh, you, you said I'd say that, didn't you? You you, you said you said yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, well done. You you filling <laughs> your bingo card. Step up and collect your prize. My uh, <laughs> my my number three is Mirrorball. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. It, Tracks. It, it, Three and three and two were neck and neck. It's mm. so yeah, same for three and two for me, really. But on yeah. reflection, I had to put body paint at number two because I just thought, you know what, it is an absolute, absolute belter. And the live version is incredible. Do you wanna do you wanna have a guess at what I've put at number two then? I think you've put sculptures at number two. You this is why you're my best friend. Absolutely <laughs> correct. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, sculpture number two, just one that grabbed me straight away, and just, just never let go of me really. So that means that it's, my it's, number one. Oh, sorry. It's, it's still sculpture. is still one of one of probably three song, three or four songs on this album that I'll happily listen to in isolation, as opposed to because I mentioned on the one of the favorite worst nightmare wrap ups that if I want to listen, if I've if I'm in the mood for a certain Arctic song, I'll just listen to the whole album and wait till I get to it. But there's 
that's one of the four songs on this album that I can quite happily just listen to in isolation. Yes. Yeah, I think that's fair. I could say that. I would say that about my t- all of my top three, actually. Um, yeah, maybe same, even my top yeah. four, actually. Jet skis, maybe as well. But, but um, so my number one, obviously, is Mirrorball, and yours is Body Paint. Yeah. Well, I knew, yeah, because that's like, as I said, that's your Mirrorball and mine. But yeah. interesting. Yeah, I just think Mirrorball is a masterpiece. And I'll tell yeah. anyone who wants to argue with me, I'll say, listen to it. Um, <laughs> but that that's like, it's interesting that in our top three, and my top two, your top three. Well, we both got one of the sing- first singles as our favorite, and we've both got both first singles in our, which is normally something I hate to do because I hate that. Kind of, like, I would never have Brian Storm uh, as my favorite or V from the no, oh, dance floor, or um, there was no singles for <laughs> Tranquility. So, um, oh no, well, no, there wasn't, was there? Or just... five Tranquility Base. Oh, sorry, I mean, like. Because they, I mean, like before the album, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Four out of five. Yeah, I've yeah. never, I wouldn't have four out of five as my favorite. I wouldn't have. Um, well, Brit by Brit was the first single, technically, I suppose. <laughs> for, uh, um, <laughs> we'll leave that. I, but I'm crying lightning, questionable, but probably not my favorite. Yeah. Um, lightning, don't don't sit down. It's the closest to get. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would never have those types of songs as my favorites. This is the first time that they've they picked the singles and they've actually picked what I think actually are the best songs on the album. So- so yeah, let, let's let's just quickly. It'll take like twenty seconds. So if we quickly go through, so the the lead single that came out before the album. So we're talking dance floor, then Brian Storm, then then Crying Lightning. Let's say Crying Lightning, and then it was Crying Lightning. Lightning. Yeah, let's not count Bit by Bit because Bit by Bit didn't get released. It just got put online as a video. I'm yeah, fairly yeah, yeah. certain. So let's say yeah, don't so sit it's down. Don't sit down. Yeah. Um, are you mine? I... Technically. Technically, but, but you could you could equally also know, say really. do I want to know? Really, yeah, yeah. It, I'd I'd say do I want to know? I'd say really. do I want to know? Ah, your mind was a standalone single a year and a year, year and then half four out of five technically four out of five and, and then, then Mirrorball first Mirrorball. single yeah what well, yeah that's nice and I would that's say that Mirrorball is the only one that I would ever have as my favorite. But four Mirrorball out of five is a tune. Four out of five for me. Mm, four, four out of five is up there. I'd be surprised yeah. if four out of five is my favorite on the album when we do it, but. But it's up there, yeah. It's a tune. Um, but yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? But actually, on that, I got a little hot take. Just, just something I noticed today when I was doing the list. Before we go, fucking, I. Do you know what? In the early days of this show, you used to say, "Oh, I've got a hot take tonight." This is preferable. You just coming out and saying, "By the way, I've got a hot take." Is <laughs> genuinely the most sexually excited I've been for about four weeks. Very good. Oh. Enjoy that. Let's play the jingle. She flicks a red hot revelation off the tip of her toe. It was just an observation that we've said on the first two albums we've covered that we've noticed, and then I think we backed it up with all the others, that with Arctic Monkeys, we always find the, the B side of the album to be the most interesting and the one that we like the most. But I would say that the car books that trend and we prefer and like the a side a lot more but caveat that with the b side is definitely kind of the more interesting though because they're ex- with different vibes but but not the better side i would say i'm gonna really scare you now when you said then you've got a hot take i was just about to say i've got a hot take and it was <laughs> going to be that exact thing well, it's it true, isn't it because we exactly say it a that. lot they say it a lot, and even though the first half of Tranquility is pretty good, it's still not 
I still, I still think I, I would prefer the the second half and and that's the only one that comes close to it. The last two are the only ones that come close to booking that trend because definitely not so suck it and see B sides definitely better. Humble B sides definitely better. And Fate Worst Nightmare B side's hundred percent better. <laughs> AM B side is better, I'd say actually, yeah, better. And we'll just make it clear for the avoidance of doubt that when we mean B side, we mean the B the second side. Oh, of the blind the, of the album, not the B side, just, yeah. Just in case, like, well, just in case the one person there is like, what the fuck are they on about? The only one you the only, the only other one you could make a case for is the first album, but I think you'd lose that case once you actually looked at at the even though there's some belters on the first side of the first album, when you look at the belters of Rich the Royal Certain Romance, um even Riot Van Mardi Rum, yeah, you lose that battle. So so yeah, um Vampires as well. Let's give let's give let's give and, the credit yeah. to vampires that, that we unveiled on, yes, our, on our episode. We did. Which but yeah, I just think it's, well. it's interesting that they've that they've done that this time. Yeah, I mean I mean side side one has mirror ball sculptures and body paint. Even before you get on to the others, so exactly, exactly. So that may make it. Well, I would still say that the B side, side is potentially more interesting, but it is the best. Yes, yeah, it could be the best yeah, side one they've done. Yeah, yeah. The the I think the B side is better for repeated listening to try and uncover yes, new stuff. I would as agree. You go on. I would right, agree. You can kind of yeah. say that about tranquility, though. I guess, couldn't you? Talking of B sides, we should we we talked about it privately before. Privately, it makes it sound like it's a secret. It's not. But for those who don't know, in, in interviews when this album was released, Alex did say there was a song that they recorded very early on in the process of this album that they thought was going to be a mainstay on the album and didn't fit. And we, we've not had that yet. We've not had that. Now, I've said to Dan, I think it's going to come out as some some sort of record store day or maybe a charity thing like they did with the Royal Albert Hall live final maybe we'll get a king's theater live well, i would counteract with i said i said you man as a hatter and i've just thought i would counter that counteract that by saying did we ever get um uh terror pocket or so they do have they, they do drop some songs i know and potentially no, others no, I, that we've I, never I, heard. So I, I kind of just can't see it this far this far into the future from the album release i think if they were going to do a record state record so they released it it would have been back in record so day in april or whenever it was because I i'm gonna call it now what's the point i hope you're right some <laughs> some sort of limited edition vinyl like a thousand copies or something and it'll be hello you backed by the b-side i'm gonna i'm gonna call that now that's i would love edition. to be wrong so yeah but i just can't say yeah. it yeah i'd love to be right it'd be nice for a change well i think that concludes our um it does brief, indeed brief Indeed. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to you, Dan, for, for doing this. Thank well, you. It was a pleasure, mate. But we're a year on now, and it's been a good journey, hasn't it? Been a good journey. It has been. It's not over yet. This this electric this electric warrior's motorcade shall burn, burn no more rubber down this boulevard. Well, that's a lie, because we're going to be burning plenty of rubber, baby. Plenty. Sexual reference, that? Think? Nah, no, let's not get into that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Why is everything a sexual reference to you tonight? Oh, my mind works. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Tune in into this very special. Don't forget to follow us everywhere. Find, find stuff in the episode description, places to follow us, because we've got loads of stuff coming up. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, me. Thank you, listeners, most of all. And thank you to the band for giving us 12 months of an album where we still, still, 
digging things out. So with that, we will say goodbye. Say goodbye to the nice people, Dan. Goodbye. You know, I'm, I'm waiting for the day when I say that to you and you say, I say, say goodbye to the nice people, Dan, and you go, Hello, you. you. You say goodbye to the nice people, Dan. That's, that's what will happen. You'll say that uh... one day. Maybe save that for the last ever episode, I think. Yeah, I'll keep it in the locker. I'm sure that I remember that. fucking comes. The I'll make a note of it now. Then. <laughs> I'll, I'll, set, I'll set an alarm on my phone for 2028. Right. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Here's the, here's, the, here's the closing titles, everyone. Enjoy. Bye. of your the executive branch having some fun with the warm-up act if that's what it takes to say Hype is hosted and produced weekly by Nick Lee and Dan Holt. Music used in the titles is royalty-free music courtesy of Les FM. Don't forget to subscribe on your podcast player of choice to be notified every Wednesday when a new episode is released. And if you want to help us out further, be sure to like and review to help make us more visible to like-minded souls. We'll see you next week with more of the same.